You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Better late than never. We're going to let it breathe. We're live, but we got to let it breathe. Hang tight just for another moment, and we're going to fire this party up. Trust. Trust your football priests. It's happening. We're getting down right now. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, first of all, congratulations for leading the way on what was yet another number one month for Mile High Huddle on the Fan Nation Sports Illustrated Network, dude. You led the way, brought in a lot of uh, page views, a lot of content. I got to I, I gotta assume, I mean, I don't even have to look. You probably led the way in terms of content, number of articles published and all that. So tip of the cap, my brother. Yeah, I feel like it's an Oscar-accepting speech, but I want to give all the credit to Broncos country. Honestly, it's not cliche without you guys reading and checking out our articles and checking out my articles and chats and everybody else's. We wouldn't have reached those plateaus as we do every single month. And for to reach that number in a month like June, where there's pretty much no news, especially in the last couple of weeks, and to still reach new levels is a credit to you guys. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And the best is yet to come this year. Season's around the corner. That's right. That's right. We're making hay. The sun's shining. It's super hot, but there's nothing happening, but we're still making hay. Shout out, as Zach said, I appreciate you, each and every one of you who read the articles. Zach, it's kind of boggles the mind to think that 2.1 million individual Broncos fans read milehighhuddle.com in the month of June. So it's kind of mind boggling. You you try and wrap your brain around that scale and those numbers and you're like, what? But nevertheless, we are grateful for where we're at, and it's all thanks to you guys. And, you know, again, though, credit to Zach leading the way, deputy editor, you demand. And tonight it's the Mile High Mailbag. We are your football priests each and every week. We're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions, and we're going to get to them. But first thing I got to pick your brain on here real quick, Zach, Melvin Gordon's mother throwing a little shade at her own boy. I'll pull up the story here, but drop some knowledge on us. What's going on there? Well, I mean, it's uh, it was in a good way. It's tough love for Mama Gordon. I, I believe her name is Carmen Gordon. Uh, Melvin had a youth football camp, I believe, in Englewood recently. This, you know, earlier this week, and she met with the press and she gave some interesting comments. And she basically said, "I told Melvin." He looked slow last year. He was doing some things that he shouldn't have been doing. He was hitting the hole a little late. And on one hand, it made the headlines for what it did. I mean, you see it right there. But on the other hand, it's like, this is great. His mother is a veritable football analyst. You know, so one step away from pro football focus at this rate, Chad. But she was right. He hit the hole a little slow. He was struggling out of the gates. He finished the season strong. Though, and she says toward the bottom of the article, I mean, told him I look slow. You need to work on that in the offseason. He's ex- she's expecting him to come out shooting. I'm expecting Pro Bowls. He's been to two in his career, and Mama Gordon's expecting a third with the Broncos this coming season. That's right, man. You can't BS Mama Bear. You know, Mama knows the, tr- the truth. It's like I tell my kids sometimes. They hate it. You know, they hate it when I say this, and it's not exactly true, but it's fun to say. You know, come on. I know you better than you know yourself. In many ways, it's true, In you know, in terms of, like, you know, you, you start to – you know when your kid is BSing you. You know when, uh, you know, they need a little extra push on this or you know what they 
are capable of and all that stuff. And this is a mom that it sounds like Zach has been very, very engaged in her son's football career. And uh, so she's laying out the score. She's saying, look, dude, 986 yards, solid, solid campaign here, right? His first year with the Broncos. But let's get over a thousand. Let's get back to the Pro Bowl, my son. Yeah, you know, the best friends in the entire world will tell things to you straight. And if you have a good relationship with your mom, as you know, I do, and it seems like Melvin does, uh, she's telling it to him straight. You hit the hole a little late. It wasn't good enough. You looked a little, a little slow. And that's what he needs. If they have that tight bond, that might be the off-field factor that sparks the old Melvin Gordon, the two-time Pro Bowl Melvin Gordon, the former 1,000-yard rusher Melvin Gordon. And listen, you and I both don't like his contract. You and I both uh, concede that he was good, not great last year for the Broncos, but we want him to be great because we acknowledge that if he is, the Broncos offense and the team as a whole is a lot better. So here's hoping Gordon does, as I wrote there, heeds his mother's call this coming season. I think one thing that might point to Melvin Gordon absolutely heeding Mama Bear's call to action is his new haircut. Right. He had to have shed it at least a pound with his with his new haircut. He got rid of the dreads. And who knows, Zach, maybe that'll make him a little lighter on his toes. I mean, anything can help. I mean, it could be the difference between a breakaway run where a defender grabs his dreads and yanks him down or he breaks away because he has a new haircut. Whatever helps him succeed, I support because it makes the Broncos as a whole better. I'll say it again. And I'll always say it, Chad, for every player on the Broncos team. I read an article about this last week. Um, uh, I've never had dreadlocks. My hair has always been, you know, uh, very fine. Even before I started losing it, I had plenty of hair, but it was fine hair. And I just, I never tried doing dreadlocks, but I had a friend that had dreadlocks. I actually had a couple of friends and one today that still has dreadlocks. And I remember um, asking them, you know, like they're not asking, but hearing them talk about how sometimes the weight of it would like give them headaches and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, why are you wearing dreadlocks? Then? But I read just this past week, Zach, that they can weigh up to one to two pounds, depending on how long they are, depending on, you know, how well they're cared for, depending on a few different factors. So, hey, man, if if it makes Melvin hit the hole a little bit faster, that's a that's a collateral benefit that maybe Melvin didn't see coming. And also hopefully avoiding the wine. We have to hope this coming season has to be said, has to be said, has to be said. Real quick shout out to Sam Bam jumping in before we even went live with the super chat. Thank you, my Thank friend. You, Sam. You've really become a bona fide superstar, and I think it's past time, Sam, that you uh, shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, and let's get you out a T-shirt as a small thank you for your support and your dedication. So shoot us an email with your T-shirt size and your address, and we'll get a T-shirt out to you, stat. He says, hello, John. Hello, Chad and Zach. Hello, Broncos country. Hello, lock supporters. Hello, lock haters. Hello, fans who think we should have drafted like 10 other quarterbacks in the past five years. Go Broncos. Appreciate that, Sam. And Zach, yeah, there's still, you know, there's still some fans out there that are eating their hearts out a little bit over the fact that the Denver Broncos, A, didn't trade up, B, passed on Justin Fields, and even some who C, were, you know, hoping Mac Jones, right? Yeah, there are some fans that are kind of retroactively criticizing the Broncos for drafting Drew Locke, and they're blaming Drew Locke's mother for birthing Drew Locke. So it even goes that far back, Chad. But yeah, I'm glad that Sam's all-inclusive with his welcomes there, and uh, I like that he can extend his greetings to even the Locke haters because I believe he's on our side of this discussion, Sam. So I appreciate you. And by our side, all that means is we're not completely deranged with an irrational hate 
of Drew Luck. What's up, Joseph? Good to see you. Shout out to each and every one of you for being with us live tonight. Plenty in terms of topics, lots of news, lots of cool things happening. Not like, <clears throat> you know, breaking momentous news, but interesting things. The training camp schedule was released tonight. Uh, we'll get to that. Also, it is the Malahound Mailbag, and so we're going to get to as many of your questions as possible. We'll, we'll, of course, get every super chat on the show tonight. But we also, because it is Mile High Mailbag night, we want to be as democratic as possible. Spread it out across all the platforms, Twitter, <clears throat> excuse me, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, as many as possible. We're going to get to all that here in just a minute. First, though, some really quick matters of business. Connect with us on social media, starting with Twitter by following the Huddle Up podcast at Huddle Up Pod and our main account at Mile High Huddle. Our great producer, John Kay, who just does phenomenal work on Twitter, cultivates the community, finding the cool little Broncos nuggets across the internet. And trust us when I say you want to make sure you're connected with Buana Beast on Twitter at John K. MHH. Zach as well is, oh, I just realized, Zach, something uh, we, we got a little, we're missing our little uh, handles. Here we go. Um, Zach as well does a great job. He's like the eye of Sauron, right? Keeping it, keeping a, his eye open for any Broncos news that's going to break across his Twitter timeline. Alan Twitter, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. Also, guys, we'd really appreciate it if you would follow the Huddle Up podcast, still brand new Facebook page. You can navigate on your browser, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod, or just open up Facebook on your phone, search Huddle Up Podcast, give it a like, give it a follow. We got big plans for that page as far as unique content that's going to be specific to that page, but we got to wait till we get it to scale. And in the meantime, by you helping out, liking and following the page before we do start dropping that content, you are automatically entered into our weekly giveaway. Might be a hat, might be a t-shirt, randomly selected raffle of people who are both liking and following the page. And we have a new winner for this week, which we will announce. John, don't let me forget, by the end of the show, we'll announce this week's winner of that uh, raffle. And then also, guys, uh, we kindly, kindly ask you to become a supporter on Facebook of Mile High Huddle. It's pretty simple. You go to the main Facebook page for our publication, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. You'll see the big blue button says become a supporter. Click that. Five bucks a month gives you access to our premium video and podcast content, which includes Kelberman's Corner every Sunday at noon, The Trickle Zone every Saturday at noon Mountain Time, and our newest show with yours truly, Broncos Book Club, which will, uh, I think we're going to shoot for this Saturday around 2 p.m. Mountain Time is when we're going to roll out Broncos Book Club. So if you want access to that and you want to help us keep the lights on and support the cause, Become a supporter on Facebook, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. Check out the merch store when you get a minute, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, get a hat, get a T-shirt, mug, little something-something to support the cause. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, trust, we're just happy to have you with us. We're grateful that you're here. Just make sure you're subscribed. Give this video a like if you're on YouTube and Facebook. You guys have no idea how much that helps us. And the litmus test number three, if you think we are doing a good job, the way Zach and I can really measure that, the truest testimonial, are the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and you sharing this video out there on your social media, which helps us continue to grow and reach those new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, Dennis, it's so good to see you, my friend. Dennis is a longtime superstar, dare I say a Mount Rushmore caliber superstar, and he's been with us at least as long as I can remember us doing these as live stream pods, Zach. And 
He's just, he's an OG. He's up in Michigan. He exemplifies our little hashtag state of being, our little catchphrase. And we love you, my friend. Rocking the MHH dad hat, like a distinguished gentleman in his YouTube profile pic. He says, Zach, and the other hosts as well, I appreciate your humility, but if you and the others didn't put out informative and interesting articles, there wouldn't be as many readers and thus less success. I mean, Dennis, I appreciate your humility. You're out, you know, being out humbling me right now. So I, I do appreciate that. And I appreciate all the warm reception that we all get, Chad, the entire brand on Twitter, on social media. And honestly, re- you guys, every single click I get in my articles, anyone gets on their articles as writers, that's the number one way you can show us support is just reading the product we put out and making sure it doesn't disappear in the ethos. I put a lot of effort in Chad does. Everyone does as well. And Dennis and everyone else, uh, we appreciate everyone checking it out. A colleague of ours that is a, is an Emmy award winning 40 year veteran journalist in Dallas, Fort Worth covers the Dallas Cowboys. I was talking to him earlier this week, in fact, and he made a comment that I was like, right on. This is absolutely true. You know, sites like Mile High Huddle, we're not so much in the game of trying to break news, right? We're not trying to be per se, you know, insiders, et cetera. What we do, and this is what our colleague had to say, he goes, what we do is when it comes, when there's a piece of news that comes out, sure, it's going to get out there. But what we do is we advance the ball. We get the information out to more and more eyeballs, more fans who wouldn't otherwise have known about this. And then, of course, we give our take on what that news. We give our unique um, you know, perspective, opinions on the very issues. Zebulon, what's up, dude? Have you vanquished the Romulans yet? All right. Have you vanquished the Romulans? That's my question to you. Really appreciate you, though, my friend. Seriously, thank you for the stars. Thank you for being a supporter on Facebook. Thank you, Zebulon. And I'm pretty sure I saw a Mama Merlot comment pop up. I believe that was from EJ. Or someone that was pretty funny though. Yes, EJ, Mama Merlot's on the money. Yes, she is. Didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. JT, another Mount Rushmore superstar across the pond in the United Kingdom. Great to see you, bro. I know that uh, like like myself, you're a new dad, not your first, but brand new baby in the house, and uh, it can be consuming. This I know. So it's great to have you with us live tonight, bro. Hope you're doing well, and hope baby and mama's doing well. He says, "Hey guys, dripping." Uh, in to show some love feeding time will listen after the fact hope all is well and that baby jensen all well zach and john been a while yeah it has been a while dude and i was thinking about you in fact the other day and uh i was talking to someone about what was that condition uh, the eye thing um from it's something to do with weld welder's eye or whatever that condition we talked about anyway so let's uh let's get you back on the show dude reach out shoot us an email or dm on twitter whatever Let's uh, schedule a time to bring you back on and get some of your thoughts on the most recent issues at hand. Yeah, JT's a great longtime Twitter follow, so uh, it's always good seeing you around, JT. Hope you and your family are doing really well. All right, let me see here. Got to be as uh... – oh, dude, we got the MHH resident male model rocking the swag like a true, true – Boss, Muhammad Badri. What's going on? Another new dad. It's new dad night. How's the little baby Malik doing? Is he keeping you up at night? Appreciate you, bro. He says, the CEO and the dragon in the house. Hashtag the beast. Hey, dude, it wouldn't be a huddle up podcast proper podcast without Mo in the house. 
Yeah, it's like every time I see his name pop up, it makes the podcast a little better. And the thing about Mo is he's so supportive on every single product we put out. He's always there for KK. He's always there for Broncos Book Club. He's always there for the Trickle Zone. He's always there as, as long as he can be there. And that's why we have the best fan base and the best listeners in the entire world and Mo and many others out there leading the charge. Kayla wants to know. Isn't tomorrow the day we find out if Aaron Rodgers is going to opt out? Is tomorrow the deadline? Yes, the second. And uh, spoiler alert, he's not going to. Yeah, it would be a surprise. It would be a shock if he did. Um, Real quick, let's uh, talk about – let me pull this up. In fact, actually what I'll do is, since we have a nice little graphic here, let's talk about training camp. Uh, Just real quick, the Denver Broncos unveiled their official – training camp schedule. I'm going to, I'm going to get this fired up for you guys so you can follow along with us here Uh, for July. It's really exciting. We have, uh, we think we can do some fun stuff with it as far as some, some MHH and fan type interaction. Uh, But in the meantime, let's just take a look at this. Let me blow it up. Hopefully there we go. So training camp is set to kick off July 28th, which is a Wednesday. And then you're going to get four days on. And let's see, the 31st is, okay, so four days in a row, a day off, three days in a row, a day off, two days in a row. And then I don't know what these blue blocks are. Of course, they're going to be practicing that week, Zach. I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, Maybe just that they're not open to the public, right? Uh, And then you've got, oh, no, they're on the road. Hello. That's the week they're practicing with the Vikings. Duh. So then you got preseason game one, Zach, and then August 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. You've got what remains leading up to the second game versus the Seahawks, and then they'll come home and play one more. But there you have it, Zach. I just can't believe. I mean, I can because every year I say this, the NFL calendar just literally flies, but I can't believe we're in the month of July, and 27 days from now the Broncos are going to be starting training camp, and then a few days after that the first preseason game. We get to see Broncos football again. It's just wild, and I'm so happy, Chad, because I miss football, as I'm sure many others do out there desperately. Dude, it's so crazy because you think about, you know, it's just like when I got my, uh, to my new studio, which is a little tough shed. All right. It's a nice brand new tough shed, the 200 square feet. Um, but it's a tough shed that I had soundproofed and drywalled and painted and the whole nine, but you ha- I had to figure out how to get power to it. Right. So we ran power and all that and being out there working on it and stuff like that. You're just dying in this heat. You're just sweating your butt off. And then finally, once and we got this heat pump connected, and a heat pump does cooling in the summer, and it can do heating in the winter. Um, once we got that thing connected and it was blowing air, it was like, this is miraculous. This is a miraculous thing here. And this little ramble of mine is the things we take for granted, right? Like the electricity and the air conditioning and little things. The preseason, all those years, Zach, that we took preseason games yeah, for granted for 2020, hammered home the lesson that appreciate the things in your life that are good while you got them. And for Broncos country, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's encouraging. And I'm, I'm sure they're thankful that this training camp this year, there can be there. I believe they're not going to have, I think you can't touch the players interact with the players, but the fans can watch the players practice and it's re- the return to normalcy ahead of a season that's going to be normal with fans in the stands. I'm just so glad, like you said, we took it for granted last year. And even though we're losing a preseason game, there's only three this year, I cannot wait for the most meaningless football. Because for us, after the last year, none of it's meaningless. Muhammad jumping in again. 
with a super sticker this time to say you are amazing. No, 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 no. You're amazing. I think I'm like, you know, the, that clip from Tommy Boy when he's still at college and he just graduates and he's in his uh, dorm with his buddies and they're partying it up a little bit. And and one of his buddies goes, you know, you're the best, Tommy. No, very serious. You are the best. And then he leans in, you know, feigns he's going to kiss him or whatever. The guy's like, oh, and it gets a good laugh. You're amazing, Muhammad. You're amazing. Was that a niner? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mo. Tommy want wingy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, let's get back to uh, some football. All right, no more uh, Chris Farley impressions. I'm not. This is now a <laughs> now a Tommy Boy podcast. Shout out to Michael, who's just come on strong lately, just being an outgoing supporter. You know, like he's on Twitter shouting us out. He's in the chat. He's participating in the conversation, listening to every pod, watching every pod. So shout out to you, Michael, and rocking the swag too, Zach. And what's cool is lately he's been, after every single podcast, tweeting us and saying, great show. So that level of support and going that extra step, Michael, is so amazing and uh, rewarding, and we appreciate it. Most definitely. Um, all right, let me see where we're at. John, keep an eye out for any Twitch comments. I feel like we kind of neglect our, our great Twitch listeners and community members, so just keep an eye out. Um, yeah, here's, here's Albert real quick. So Gordon had a come-to-mama talk. Nicely done, Mom. Indeed. And you know what? Look, I hope Melvin Gordon goes out there and crushes it this year. I hope he's a thousand-yard rusher, and I hope Pookie, you know, provides the Broncos with the first two, you know, duo of thousand-yard rushers since that. I think it was the 05 season when you had Tatum Bell and Mike Anderson both go over a thousand. Or my, or did one come up just short? I think they both crossed a two thousand. I think that's the only time it's ever happened in Denver. I'm going to double check that. You know, sometimes a come to mama talk is better than come to Jesus talk, and maybe that's what Gordon needed going into the season. I'm also rooting for him, and he's in a contract year, so not coincidentally, his mom thinks he's going to out, you know, outperform what he did last year. But I hope he has a lot of incentive and a lot of chip, chips on his shoulder to be a better player for the Broncos, a great player deserving of that eight million dollars that the Broncos gave him. Yeah, so I was I was wrong. They came just shy, so kind of like Melvin coming just shy of a thousand last year. Tatum Bell in 2005 rushed for 921 yards, eight touchdowns. That's a lot. That was back in the Shanahan zone blocking. I mean, plug in a running back, they're going to go for 1,000. Meanwhile, Mike Anderson, everyone remembers old Mike Anderson, the former Marine, you know, former rookie of the year. Um, he busted off 1,014 rushing yards, Zach, and 12 touchdowns. So that year, 2005, that was the year the Broncos made it all the way to the AFC title game with Jake Plummer vanquished at home by Ben Roethlisberger and the eventual world champion Pittsburgh Steelers. That year, man, one of the reasons Jake Plummer went from being Jake the Snake to no mistake Jake was he didn't have to be the guy, you know, carrying things. You had a very prolific one-two punch in Tatum Bell and Mike Anderson. So I go all I go through this to just to say, Zach, that it would be cool if the Broncos can get that uh, with, with Melvin and Pookie. It would be essential to whoever's quarterbacking the Broncos. And the first assumption is it would help Drew Locke more because he's more inconsistent and he's younger. But that would obviously help Teddy Bridgewater because, like we've been saying, no defense out there respects his arm talent. So every defense to open up the season until the Broncos' offense 
on the ground gets going, they're going to load the box and make Teddy Bridgewater beat them. The way to stop that is the running game to get going. So, yeah, I hope Gordon does well, and I hope Pookie does well. I even hope Mike Boone does well and Freeman does well. I hope the entire team does well. That should be a fairly easy uh, assumption and decision to make about the Broncos. Here is Cottonmouth, 78 in the house. Another superstar been with us a long time. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate it. He says, here's 10 bucks from the cornfields of Illinois. My little man arrived June 20th. Oh, that's rad, dude. That's my mother's birthday. Mom and the boy doing great. Life is good. Denver Broncos for life. Dude, that's so awesome. Congrats. What a blessing that is. And, yeah, man, you just got to appreciate the – the ways um, some, I, another thing I'm not, not trying to t- tell you every little lesson I try to teach my kids, but, you know, trying to recognize and appreciate all the little ways that whether you're believing a uh, believer in God or not, the universe, whatever, all the ways in which your life is blessed. And it sounds like you got a lot to celebrate on that front. Cottonmouth 78. And what's so amazing is he, he's sharing the blessing with the super. And we, we, we definitely acknowledge that. And thank you so much. And it's good to see you back in the podcast again. Here is Desert Creature on YouTube. If Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater conduct their own passing camps, are the participating players covered by the team if injured? No. No. Unless it's sanctioned by the team. Yeah, I mean. It's not the case. It's up to team discretion. Anytime a player gets injured off away from the facility in a non-football injury potential situation, it's up to the team if they want to designate it non-football and get out from paying them. But, uh, you know, let's just put it this way. They're not obligated to contractually if they are injured in any way, shape, or form away from the facility That's or on the field. It's just the way it is. And you're going to see, at least in Denver, I think you're going to see a little more apprehension, you know, conducting workouts away from the facility after what happened to Juwan James and Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, no Broncos player wants to be the next one on that list. Hey Tommy, where's where's your sense of humor, dog? The eye of Sauron, the eye of Sauron missed nothing, dude. The eye of Sauron from Mordor could like scrutinize across the entire Middle Earth and find a little tiny hobbit trying to duck the orcs and all that stuff with a ring. That's the type of eye Zach Kelberman has for anything related to your Denver Broncos. So appreciate that allegory, my dog. The eye of Sauron has LDS. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry, John. What was the one you were throwing up there, Michaela? Love you, Michaela. We are stoked because next week, lest I am mistaken, let me double check this. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Yep. Michaela makes her Huddle Up podcast debut. We are super stoked for that. We've been looking forward to that. So have a great weekend. Enjoying the fourth and all that. See you on Wednesday. She says, I don't care as much uh, as being a top 10 roster. I think it's more important to have depth, in my opinion. Hashtag MHH forever. Yes, I forgot almost that we titled this episode around the fact that PFF ranked the Denver Broncos in the top 10 as far as NFL rosters. So if that's true, and I'll find the uh, rankings here, Zach, but let's just on the on the face of it, just say, yeah, they're top 10 roster. What are the implications of that? What does that mean to you as far as this team's outlook 2021? All I've seen on Twitter today, all the, you know, you know, snarky, you know, genius quote tweets is that the Broncos are a quarterback away. 
And I don't agree with that assumption. I think even with a quarterback like Locker Bridgewater, with this roster, like we've been saying for the last six months, the Broncos can make some serious noise. It means that George Payton in year one did a really good job compiling and retaining talent. It means John Elway in recent years did a good job building the foundation as we've seen the last couple seasons. And it means the Broncos are going to be contenders this coming year, at least according to one PFF analyst. Though, I don't want to be hypocritical either because how often do we come on here and bash PFF and really kind of pump the brakes on giving them any sort of credibility? So I'm not going to go away from that. It's one person's opinion. I happen to agree with this opinion, and it should lead the Broncos to good things this year, regardless of who's quarterbacking the team. For posterity, here is what PFF's Ben Lindsay. This is what he listed as the rankings for the top 10 rosters. Interesting to see that he has the Tampa Bay Bucks listed number one as far as the best roster. Like, I question that, Zach. You take Tom Brady away from that roster, is it still number one? And maybe that's the point, right? If you got Tom Brady on the roster, I mean, you're up there. But that's – I know they're good. They just won the Super Bowl. I mean, I know that, but I'm not sure about that one. Kansas City, no-brainer. Cleveland, yes, they have ridiculous talent in Cleveland. Buffalo, same. Baltimore, same. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here is the top the, or the bottom five in the top 10. Uh, Green Bay checking in at number six. The Rams at number seven and just got better by virtue of shipping off Jared Goff and grabbing uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, another ridiculously talented team that was just missing a quarterback last year. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at number nine. George Payton making an appearance at nine and 10, Zach. So the Broncos listed at number 10. I mean, I have some bones to pick. I, I agree, actually, with the Bucks at number one because they were the ultimate quarterback away team for being a title contender. And I think Lindsley here is basing this off the fact that didn't they resign pretty much every player from last year's title team? That might be in that day, in this day and age, the free agent period, the salary cap period. That's really tough to do. I agree, though. Kansas City, Cleveland, Buffalo. Baltimore, you know, yeah, I could see it. I don't know about top five. I think top ten. The Rams. You can make the case they shouldn't be there. The Cowboys, I agree with. They, on defense, they have a lot of sleeper talent, but on offense, no question there. And like you said, the Vikings and the Broncos back-to-back, two areas or two teams where George Payton has left his influence. I think, again, that bodes well. And we've been saying it. He wasn't hired, guys, just for this season. This season is the honeymoon period for George Payton. So in the honeymoon period, if the Broncos are already the 10th best best roster in the entire NFL, what does that mean for next year and then a year after that, the year after that? It's sustainable success. And the Broncos finally have a GM who's willing to buy into that model. Uh, Yes, Broncos Book Club. And I hope you guys who are following along in the club were getting through chapters – uh, two through six. So we're getting through, um, basically getting them up through high school. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. And then from there, it gets really fun because we start on the recruiting trail for John Elway. We're reading, of course, Elway, a relentless life, uh, but it's going to be a gas. Travis, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. Good to see you. I don't even know this, but I'm guessing that that comment Travis just, just made uh, John and Zach was with some stars on Facebook. He's legendary. So Appreciate you, Doc. Um, also, Gary Leeds Palmer. Elena, Joel, thank you for being with us. Uh, Gary Leeds, a legend. Shout out to you, my friend. All right, let me see. Um, there's a couple other topics I want to get to tonight, but let's see what else might be on everyone's mind here, including Casey Nickel, another phenomenal superstar. He's been a great supporter of the show. 
very generous at times as well, as you can see here. Appreciate you, Casey. We've missed you, dog. Where you been? He says, life is so boring without Broncos football. At least PFF gave me something to be excited about for the day. Yeah, man. I mean, as Zach said, we would be remiss to not acknowledge that, hey, when PFF comes out with anything opinion-oriented, question it a little bit. Don't just, like, take it at face value. But I don't think it's a stretch to say the Broncos have, you know, a top third offense or a roster in this league right now. And just imagine what the future could hold, whether it's Drew Locke turning a corner or if Teddy Bridgewater can do that. And Zach, I uh, I know that there was a coach through the Denver Post today. I believe it came out today, the Denver Post. Um, let me find this. There was a former coach at Teddy Bridgewater's. Um, oh, that's the wrong one. That said basically that Teddy can take a team to the next level, you know, if given a chance. So whichever one of these quarterbacks, Zach, ends up on top in the competition, there is a roster, there is a foundation in place to be a threat, especially if the coaching really starts to kind of come to the surface here. Ding, 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 ding. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it's they have the roster in place now, but that puts all the attention, at least in my opinion, all on the coaching staff. Can Vic Fangio get the most out of a stack defense where they've added to it both in free agency and the draft? Can Pat Shermer and Mike Shula get the most out of either Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? If they can do both those things, this we're talking about a 12-win team. If they don't do those things, we're talking about maybe an 8-win team. Big difference there. So I'm excited. I think the Broncos certainly have a deep roster. And again, it reflects well on Denver because pro football focus is not the only outlet. I've heard this offseason laud Denver for the roster. They're getting a lot of national attention now. So I think more people are paying attention to the homegrown and imported talent they've added. Man, I don't know what I did with that link, but let me find this real quick. Uh, I want to say it was the Denver Post. Am I tripping? Where did that Teddy Bridgewater come from all John see if you can find it um search the uh you know search bleacher report or search um maybe reddit probably has it uh Zach what's going on another superstar you guys have met Zach we've had burn the guitarist on the show great guy longtime supporter of this show love you bro he says hey guys just sending some good vibes sent received thank you bro we're sending right back at you right back at you thank you Great name, by the way. How, how goes the, the guitaring, by the way? Are you guitaring it up? How are you doing? I've been guitaring it a lot for what it's worth. I've been I've been shredding some cool riffs. It's a lot of fun. I've been kind of going down that rabbit hole. So I hope you're still playing, dude. I hope you're still playing. We never really got a chance to talk too much about that, by the way, when, when we had you on the show. Um, here's one, John, I'm going to grab from Claude on Facebook. Uh, one of our supporters sends stars. Anytime I see him in the chat, he's giving stars. He's supporting us here, keeping the content rolling for everybody else, doing his part. Claude, appreciate you. He says, excellent pod as always, fellas. Exciting team we got this season. Hoping our coaching staff can maximize the potential of this squad. Middle of the road QB play is all I think we need to return to our rightful place in the division. And with some good QB play, sky is the limit. If only the bowling kids could behave with the tact and class of their father. Nice word selection there, my friend. Other than that, I think we're in for a fun season. Go Broncos. Well said, Claude. Uh, You got me having neck pain now, Claude, from nodding so vigorously because I agree with literally every point that you made there. So I've been saying it. We've been saying it for what seems like years now. They don't need an all-star. They don't necessarily need a reigning MVP under center. With good coaching with this roster in conjunction, they can 
the sky is the limit for Drew Locke, especially. It could be a special season. It could be a double-digit win season like we're anticipating. Most definitely. All right, let me see here. Um, yes, real quick on the topic from Dave. On the topic of training camp, we showed you guys the schedule. Fans can be there. That's the good news, right? You can show up and watch training camp as you have traditionally for years and years and years. But unlike tradition, you're not going to get a chance to engage with the players after each practice where they'll come over and talk with fans and sign stuff and take pictures, those photo ops and stuff. But that's a small thing to sacrifice, Zach, for the opportunity to be there and to also know football is happening. Yeah. I, this time last year, you ask any Broncos fan alive, okay, you can go to the practices, but you can't interact with the players. Sign everyone up. A hundred out of a hundred people would say they would go. So I'm just excited for a return of normalcy, and I hope Broncos country is as well. All right, let me see here. Yo, Michael Droppers in the house. Good to see you, Michael. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. I've been absent this week dealing with the heat in PNW at work. PNW. What is that? Pacific Northwest. Thank you. I want to raise up DT again and all of the amazing memories. A true beast. Peyton Manning said it best. Yeah. I mean, Demarius, he he was always underrated. And I think a big part of that too, Zach, is, you know, like he's so often compared to Des Bryant because they were rivals in the draft and they came out the same time and they, you know, they played in the same era and all that stuff. But one of the biggest things that separated those two was their personalities and just their kind of, you know, swag. Demarius just walked the walk. And Dez, not to say he didn't walk the walk, but he was, you know, he's more of a flashy kind of Michael Irvin type, right? He, he rocked number 88 just like Irvin. And and so I think in a way that actually hurt Demarius that he wasn't a little bit more, you know, of, a, of an alpha on the field in terms of, jawing and you know do a little dance do something creative like to or joe horn and you know when you score a touchdown but he was ever just as as productive as any wideout, if not all of them during his especially that four-year run with peyton man he was as good as it got in the league i was gonna say he walked the walk and he talked the talk but he didn't talk the talk necessarily literally in the most you know in the literal sense yep. and i appreciated that about him i respected that about him that's what i said on I believe it was Monday's show about DT that he was always soft-spoken, but he carried a big stick, and he converted that stick into a legendary career in the NFL, at least with the Broncos, and that's why his name will be etched in the Broncos' ring of fame soon enough. Tyler wants to know on YouTube, has there been any word on hard knocks? I have Sauron. What have you heard? What have you seen? Uh, nothing. Uh, I know the Broncos are in the mix, but I believe the decision has to be coming soon though. I mean, we're in July now and then training camps around the corner. I don't know if they're going to get it. I still think Jacksonville makes the most sense, but they have most appeal, at least more so than Denver and the public eye, but we'll see what happens. All right, here we go. Shout out to Tommy's. We got two Tommy's in the house, including, uh, one on Facebook, one on YouTube. Shout out to Tommy Laverne Jr. Finally catching you guys live. Hey, man, we look forward Appreciate to talking you. with you guys each day, too. Yep. Um, <laughs> hashtag Ice Dragon, indeed, Mo. And, yeah, Dave, real quick, do you still own the Tebow biography? Because I have it, and I was thinking about working it into the rotation at some point for Broncos Book Club. Let me know. Um, all right, let me see here. Um, let's grab this one from Joseph, who is also a very dedicated 
listener to this show and member of our community. Joseph says, does anyone else feel like the Broncos sometimes will cut a guy's career too short and not give him enough time to develop? I feel that with some players, the Broncos don't give them enough time. I think that's true, Joseph, for any NFL team. Like exactly. your, yeah. your window to make a dent in the NFL universe as a player is relatively finite. But yes, I mean, look, John Elway, you could count on one hand, Zach, the number of players he drafted that got a second contract. You know, DT... It's, I think Elway, for the most part, there are a couple exceptions to this, but I think Elway kind of looked across the fruited plane to what Belichick did. And it's no surprise because Matt Russell, who was his right-hand man, Elway's, was a former Patriots scout and was kind of you know, groomed in the Patriots organization from a scouting perspective. I think Elway looked at what Belichick did in terms of, you know, he was always known, Zach, for getting rid of a player a year or two early instead of a year or two late. Right. And so that I think for the most part, especially during the heyday, served the Broncos well. But there have been times where you question it, like when they did trade DT in the middle of that season. You we questioned that. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I think, kind of wore out his welcome, to be honest. He's a good example. Yes. He's a good exception to the Elway rule. Um, Chris Harris, probably a little bit, too. Yes. You could argue CJ. But there's a few other guys that we could we could talk about that you're going Elvis, you let Elvis Dumerville go? I mean, come on, dude. And you ended up getting DeMarcus Ware the next year or so, or two years later. No, the next year. So, you know, that 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 hole was was filled, but still. Those are the same two points I was going to make, that every team does it pretty much, and uh, the Patriots model was always about getting rid of a player a year too early, and the lawyer Malloy release, I believe, in 02 proved that. It was shocking at the time, but Belichick looked correct in the end. And I always judge... Uh, when this happens, what a player does after the team releases him. And what did DT do after the Broncos got rid of him? He Didn't he have an Achilles injury? And then he, you know, he did nothing with the Jets pretty much of note. And then he kind of fizzled out. So maybe the Broncos were correct because, once again, it's a business. It's the most dog-eat-dog, cutthroat business that there is. And they are players and they have feelings and they're people. We have to have compassion for them when they lose their jobs. But the NFL looks at it like a business. And if you look at it from the Broncos' perspective, they made a good business move getting rid of DT when they did. Yes, I do remember this. All right, from Ace Broodstar on YouTube, the infamous truck of Ray Lewis by one Tatum Bell. You know, Tatum Bell kind of had it tough a little bit because he was – so the compensation that, that uh, the Broncos got for Clinton Portis, you got Champ Bailey and you got – what one or two picks. One of them I know though was converted into the Tatum Bell selection in the second round out of Oklahoma State that very next year. And so he was obviously going to be viewed as kind of the successor to Clinton Portis. And then he donned the dude's number. Then he put on 26 in Denver the very year after you know that he was traded. And so he kind of took that onus on him, Zach, a little bit of kind of being, you know, um perhaps the next Clinton Portis. And I think he didn't quite live up, obviously, to those um, expectations, but he still uh, he had 900 some odd yards that 05 year, and then the next year he did get a thousand, and then he started kind of flaming out a little bit, had a lot of injury problems, or else his career probably could have gone somewhere. Michael made the comment I was going to make. He was very fun. Tatum Bell was on Madden. He was very jitter buggy, and he was kind of speedy. So that's Michael. You and I are sharing a brain on Tatum Bell, for sure. All right, we are at 43 minutes. Let me see where we're at. My stream just jumped to the very, very bottom, John. So I'm going to scroll back up to Fernando. Bro, 
It's been a minute. We've missed you. Appreciate it. He says, I've missed the last few shows. Work has been crazy. Keep up the great work, Priest. Hey, it's all good, man. We know you're listening after the fact. So many of our great community members and members of this audience, Zach, if they can't make it live, we hear from them that they're listening. We see the numbers like in our downloads on Apple Pods and you know Spotify and you name the podcast platform and we're getting those downloads. So we know you guys are checking it out. And Fernando, it's all good. We're just happy to have you with us now. What matters is now. Yeah, Fernando, keep working hard, keep busting ass, and we appreciate you tuning in with us whenever you can, for sure. All right, let me see here. There was one other story I want to get to, but I don't want to leave anyone out here. Uh, Burn the guitarist again, Zach says, oh yeah, things things starting to open up. New bands getting formed soon. The music will be unleashed on the world. Dog, I want to hear this. What genre? What genre is the band? I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm guessing it's like, some kind of hardcore metal, like something that's very like guitar driven, probably heavy. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm guessing. Probably not dream theater, but maybe something with a little more growl to it. Um, Muhammad, Malik is causing trouble, not letting me enjoy the show. Hey, dude, if my if I didn't have my wife, we'd be hearing from Theo right now. Trust. Sam says, thank you for the super, Sam. Are any undrafted rookies expected to make the 53-man roster? I haven't heard of many names. Zach, I don't think there's anyone this team signed from the college free agent ranks that you could really tap as like a true threat on it on the surface, but that that playing field gets leveled in a way once everyone steps onto the to the grass at training camp. And the guy that I'm keeping an eye on is Andre Mintz um, from is it Vandy, the edge rusher. And then also I know Kenneth Booker, he's he's big on Warren Jackson, the big boundary receiver from Colorado State from CSU. So I don't know. Your thoughts? I have one more. I think that's the tight end buyer because the Broncos tight end room is so bare right now and they need someone behind Alberto and Noah Fant. So uh, those guys that we've mentioned, I think, have the best odds. But like Chad said, there's no breakaway, runaway candidate to make the 53 like in years past. Good problem um, to have again. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And he's from tight end U too. So the dude can block. Let's just put it that way. The dude was trained and coached on how to be a pro tight end. So we'll keep an eye on him for sure. Uh, CC sharing a brain too on Sean Byer. Yes, indeed. Picking up Nate Jackson's book in the mail today because that's the next book we're going we're gonna to crush for Broncos Book Club. Mm-hmm. Slow Getting Up is what it's called for those of you that want to participate in Broncos Book Club. Pick it up. We're probably a few weeks out from starting it, but it's a good uh, preemptive move there. Wise decision, Dave. Um, okay, let's see here. The Duchess. Michaela. The Duchess, indeed. Love you. She says, coaching is our biggest problem. I'm not sold on Fangio and Shermer. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason they're on the they're in a put-up-or-shut-up situation. And you can argue every NFL coaching staff is under that you know, understanding, uh, and it's true to a point, but this is it for Fangio. This is it for Shermer and Denver. If they don't make hay, get this team across or over the hump, back to the playoffs, they are going to be sent packing. But I just try to stray a little bit, Michaela, uh, from being a little too being too hyperbolic or being simplifying things to the extreme too much. I agree. Coaching was a primary factor behind the Broncos' struggles last year. But also, you can point to the injury bug. You can point to inconsistent quarterback play, and all those things are tied together. That's why they call it a team. 
But if this is if they can just pull that together, if the coaches can get on the same page, if they can find a way to get the most out of Drew, or if it's Teddy, this team is set up to be freaking good. I think everyone acknowledges that Pat Shermer's on the hot seat. I mean, he was brought in last year to I get work with the quarterbacks and this and that, but the only reason I believe they retained him is because they brought back Drew Locke. And if Locke doesn't work out this year, they're going to have a new quarterback and a new coordinator. So that's obvious. But Vic Fangio, there's a large sect of Broncos country who doesn't believe Fangio is on the hot seat, that he should be given another year regardless of what happens. I don't believe in that at all. And it's not us taking a stance. It's not our opinion. You saw how many times the last couple of years, and in recent times, I mean, going back to the season finale, the Broncos should have won that game. The reason they lost against the Raiders was not because of Locke, was not because of Shermer. It was because of Vic Fangio's coaching or lack thereof and management or lack thereof and the Broncos' defense falling apart. So, yeah, Michaela, I'm right there with you. I've never really been sold, obviously, on Pat Shermer, but Vic Fangio, after a decent showing in 2019, and he was given a a raw hand that, that, that year as well, he has a lot to prove from an NFL coach's standpoint. Chad, we know he's a great defensive mind, but like we've been saying, it takes way more, way more to run a team than to just focus on defense and be a good coordinator. He's failed so far at the other aspects of the job. As far as I'm concerned, you got to be more than just the head coach of the defense. Um, here's that article, by by the way, and thank you to dang it, what happened? Where'd it go? Let me go back. I might not be logged in, uh, but here's the quote, real quick. All right, about Teddy Bridgewater, um, from a coach that worked with him. Quote: I really believe this about him that he really, truly is looking for somebody that believes in him. Uh, this is from Watson. Who is it? Who is it? Sean Watson. Uh, let me see who this is. I'm not familiar with Sean Watson, but either way. Um, man, this is really kind of – the layout's weird. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, the former CU Buffs assistant coach who was Denver's quarterback's uh, mentor and offense coordinator. Dang it. It's doing this again. Hold on. Already a subscriber. Thank you. Go away. Guys, I apologize. I'll, I'll have to come back when we're not logged in. But anyway, that's the article. We'll, we'll, we'll see if I can't log in when next I get a chance to uh, when Zach's talking. Albert, yes, thank you, buddy. Broncos Book Club, Kelberman's Corner, and the Trickle Zone are only available if you subscribe on Facebook. If not, you're missing out. Thank you for that testimonial, my friend. It uh, means the world to us, for sure. John, thank you. Oh, Geiger using his real name. <laughs> I almost used it the reveal. other night. I almost said Peter, but I didn't. How did we know his name was Peter? Well, of course, he ordered some swag. So we see the person's real name and all that. So, Peter, thank you for emerging to the surface. It's great to see you. Thank you for your support down in Australia. He says, thank you, Chad and Zach. Hashtag football priest. Always a good start to the morning. Remember, he's in the future, dog. This guy's like talking to you through the future. Wrap your brain around that. Um Always a good start to the morning when you guys are on talking Broncos. This warehouse was so boring before I found MHH. Broncos for life. Really cool to hear, man. It actually is really neat for us to hear how people work the show into their lives, like where they listen, the routines, the rituals, the you know habits people form. So that's cool. Thanks, Peter. I just looked it up, and it's 11.15 a.m. on July 2nd in Australia right now. So, Peter, am I going to have a good day tomorrow? What's going to happen? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter coming to you from the Wayback Machine, right? <laughs> um, 
Okay, let me see here real quick. Uh, yeah, DT played uh, Georgia Tech in a triple uh, triple option offense, which is another reason why it was so crazy. He was drafted in the first round. He didn't get a lot of reps. Calvin Johnson, too. Same school, yep. same scheme. Megatron. Uh, Sean Byer from CC. Sean Byer, I think. He has a low key shot at making the team. Yeah, if he can, if he can out block, I keep forgetting this kid. Sauber, what's the, the, the tight end from Jacksonville? Saubert, yeah, Saubert. If the, if he can out block that dude, he's definitely got a shot. He's and I think he's a guy that the Broncos probably in their heart of hearts already kind of have earmarked as a practice squad guy that they could call up when needed. And they probably feel like he's going to be mostly overlooked by any other teams, you know, when they wave him to the practice squad. So, yeah, don't sleep on him too much. I mean, it's, he's still a dark horse. He's still got a quite the uphill climb because you got Noah Fant, Albert O, the veteran from Jacksonville. You got Austin Fort trying to break back into this thing. Who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing one. Beck. Oh, Andrew Beck. Thank you. So, we'll see. Clayton, good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you as well. Um, 52 minutes. All right. We got a little bit of time here. I'm just trying to catch up. And again, we want to be as, we want to be as democratic as possible. Checking it out here. Bear with me one second. Any, any questions you guys have, feel free to drop it in. Yeah. It's the tail end here. We're running out of time. So, uh, BNS priest. Thanks for my daily communion gents. If Miller, uh, stays healthy for the next three years, do you think he catches DeMarcus Ware? on the all-time sack list, hashtag all pro bowl. So as he illustrates here, Von Miller currently sits with 106 sacks all time. He is Denver's all-time leading sack artist passing up the great Simon Fletcher, not too long ago. And then DeMarcus Ware is quite a few steps up the rung, uh, quite a few rungs, I should say up the, up the ladder from Von right now, all time with 138 and a half sacks. So Zach, that's, I mean, I'm no uh, mathematician, but carry the one 32 and a half, right? So that's me. <laughs> three years, 32 and a half sacks. Yeah. If Vaughn can play till he is 35, yeah, there's a good chance of that. I think a lot is going to be determined this year. This is a big crossroads season for Vaughn Miller. He's auditioning not just to remain with the Broncos, hopefully, but maybe to play in the NFL somewhere the next couple years. He's going to be fading out of his prime soon. He would have to average, what, a little over. What did you say it was? 22? I'm so bad at math. Well, 32 (laughs) sacks, basically, I think. Yeah, 32 sacks to get him to 32 and a half to tie. So it's a little less than 11 a year. I think, okay, to get back on my point, if he has like a 12-sack year this year, which I think is is definitely, you know, um, doable, he can hit that mark. But if he fizzles out and reaches like, like five or eight, and maybe we see the end is a little nearer for Von Miller than we all anticipate, it's going to be tough, but I think normal Vaughn, even at maybe 90% Vaughn Miller, I think he can do it, and he will do it. Well said. Ten and a half sacks. Yep, thank you, BNS. And that's this, that's, will, this will never be a math podcast. Ever. No, 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 no. Ever, ever. That's, ever. Not, that's definitely not our bag. That's definitely not our bag. <laughs> um, okay, let me scroll up here. I know the, the chat just did a jump on me. Um. Well, while I'm seeing how this resolves, John, keep an eye out just for any questions or whatnot. I got to get your thoughts on this real quick, Zach. Um, Nick Kendall had an article at milehighhuddle.com today, 
And in this article, he was talking about Jason LaConfora of our former employer, CBS Sports, who had some relatively bold predictions for Von Miller and Bradley Chubb in the case of, well, I'll just read this real quick. Um, go check out the article from Nick because he he does a great job kind of deep diving on the topic at hand here. But let me just read to you what Locke and Forrest said. He predicts Miller to become to win comeback player of the year, and he predicts Bradley Chubb to lead the league in sacks. Quote, I already chronicled the kind of year I believe Von Miller will have, but he is not as young and twitchy and in his prime as Chubb. Chubb has gone through two trying seasons in which things have not gone his way, and he has not had around him what was expected. That will change in 2021. He will grasp fully what Fangio has created for him and edge out Chase Young for the sack lead, and then Chubb will get a massive payday. This Broncos defense has the makings of a truly elite unit if the top individuals take a step forward, and I anticipate they do just that close quote. So Zach, how far outside the bounds of the plausible is it that Bradley Chubb could not only lead the NFL in sacks, but then Vaughn coming in and swooping to bring back an accolade that's not on his resume yet. Comeback player of the year. I'm well, did Aaron Donald die? I, I, I mean, you're kind of, you're pitting just Chase Young versus Bradley Chubb for the NFL sack title. And I think that's overlooking a lot of other good pass rushers out there, including Chandler Jones and many other guys that are going to push for that, uh, that label. I think it's doable, though. And like we talked about on Monday, or at least I did, Bradley Chubb, if you go back to 2018 and get that prior form, he's a couple years removed now. He's a better player than he was. That was the floor for Bradley Chubb in the NFL, being the fifth overall pick. If they can get 15 sacks out of him, you know, maybe that's the new floor for 2021 with Von Miller finally opposite him. It's going to be tough, though. I only say that not as a slight against Bradley Chubb, as a credit, though, to the Broncos' defense. When you have Von Miller, when you have Shelby Harris, when you have Draymond Jones, hell, when you have Malik Reed, when you bring in Baron Browning, you're going to have so many players that are going to be eligible and in racking up these sacks that it's going to be tough for Bradley Chubb to garner enough on his own to warrant that title. We have an appearance from the Queen. The Queen. Christy in the house with a super chat, showing us some love, showing you guys some love. When she when she puts the heart emoji in there, orange, right, for a reason. She's sending that out to everybody. So, Christy, thank you for jumping in. As we always say, better late than never. We've missed you. Hope you're doing well. If there's one individual where the podcast isn't complete until they make their presence, it's definitely the queen of My Lie Huddle and the queen of the Huddle Up podcast, Christy. We love you so much, and we appreciate you. It's always good to see you. And merch designer extraordinary. In fact, Christy, I was thinking about that the other day, and – I think we should have a conversation, see if you want to try and design some more stuff because people loved that shirt. They bought the heck out of that shirt. So especially the great women in our community buying up that shirt. So I'll, I'll shoot you DM. Uh, Fernando says, why didn't we keep Jeremiah Atachu? Zach, your thoughts. And then I want to shout out Facebook and then we'll get out of here. I mean, same reason they didn't keep around Anthony Chicolo. He's just a jag. He was a veteran holdover when the Broncos needed some veteran depth at that position. You had Bradley Chubb go down in recent years. You had Von Miller go down. You don't have that need for him, Jerry Attachew, anymore because, thankfully, a younger player like Malik Reed stepped up. 
And, you know, to attach his credit, he was actually much better than I ever thought he was going to be, but not enough to warrant another contract or at least a multi-year investment from Denver. So, yeah, the thing about Jerry is, you know, former high-round pick, the Chargers drafted him second round when he came out. He failed to live up to expectations. You know, he was supposed to be the compliment to Melvin Ingram. And he just didn't really live up to that. And they ended up going back to the well and drafting Bosa, um, Joey Bosa, that is. And he flamed out. And then where did he go before Denver? He bounced, was it the Jets, I think, right? He went to the New York Jets and just a jet, just a guy. He was a Jag. And Denver thought they might have had something in him because his first year here, so 2019, down the stretch, when you're without Bradley Chubb and Vaughn, you know, that was his quote unquote down year where he only had eight sacks you needed some juice and he stepped up. And if I can recall, right, had something to the effect of three and a half sacks in the final quarter of the season. And so the Broncos are like, Hey, yeah, let's bring him back on a one-year deal. Zach last year, he was very ineffectual. He just couldn't really make a dent in the, in the absence of Vaughn and who stepped up Malik Reed. So a quick shout out here to these great superstar senders on Facebook. We've already referenced just about everybody on here with the exception of Ian, but shout out to Claude. Shout out to Gary. Is it Claude or Cloud? I'm going to say Claude. Shout out to Claude. Shout out to Gary, Elena, Joel, Tommy, Ian. And then over here, of course, Travis, Zebulon. Love you guys. Thank you for the stars and support. Every ounce, every nickel that you guys donate to us, all right, to support this content, to support the brand, the channel, Trust us when we say it goes a long, long way. So appreciate you guys. Yeah, it's always great seeing these columns grow. I mean, what I mean by that is we see one more uh, stars lever every single time we podcast. And again, guys, we appreciate it more than we can tell you. Thank you. All right, guys. With that, and by the way, here's what I'm talking about. This is Christie's designing dope acumen talent. It's awesome. It's cool. It's so different than anything I could have ever come up with. I mean, you look at it and you go, oh, it's just a the name and a heart. No, 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 no. It's different than our logo, and it's it just pops. This was probably, Zach, I don't know, top three or four bestseller on the merch store Easy. in 2020. Yeah. Easy. So, yeah, Christy, well done. You know, we appreciate you. Um, and huddleuppod.com. Get yours today. That's right. John, drop the link. But guys, that'll do it for tonight's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast, concluding yet another just completely fun, loose, engaging, compelling Mile High Mailbag. Thanks to you guys for being with us. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for the super chats, all the support. But we got to dip out. And, you know, everyone in America is going to be celebrating the 4th of July this weekend because, of course, the 4th is Sunday. And hopefully most of you get Monday off. Right. Because, you know, you should be getting Monday off. If you're not getting Monday off, talk to the old boss. All right. But have a great weekend. Stay safe. Be smart. Yeah. Zach and I will. Well, I'll see you Saturday for Broncos Book Club on Facebook. Zach will see you Sunday at noon for Kelberman's Corner, noon mountain time. And then we'll be back in the saddle of Huddle Up podcast. We don't take holidays off. So we will be back Sunday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern to fire off another week of podcasting and with that being said zach sign us off bro 
Yeah, I was going to say, guys, please have a very happy but very safe 4th of July. It's a lot different than it was last year. Go out, be happy, be merry, enjoy the food, enjoy your you know, friends and family, but be responsible. We want to see you guys here on Sunday night on Monday, and no days off for us either. And as Michaela says, guys, if you haven't gotten the shirt yet, the Christie Design shirt from HuddleUpPod.com, Michaela is vouching for it, uh, so be sure to pick that up. But we're going to add it here, guys, until – Sunday evening, we're out of here. So follow the Huddle Up podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Follow the mother account at Mile High Huddle. Do we have a raffle? Ooh, good, good. Yeah, keep going through and I'll have it ready by the time you're done. All right. John, let's follow you on Twitter. Follow the beast at John KMHH. You can follow Chad on Twitter, as you can see at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Please, guys, if you haven't already, go to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Like the page, follow the page. Also, Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Become a supporter. Big blue button. New episodes, new exclusive content coming this weekend. No days off for us despite the holiday. Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club. Big blue button. We appreciate you. Also, HuddleUpPod.com, as we've been saying. Get your swag. Get yourself a football pre-shirt. Get yourself one of Christie's shirts. Get yourself a pre-shirt. Anything you want is there for you. We appreciate your patronage. If you can't do any of that, though, totally understand. We totally respect your decisions, but please, takes three seconds, one for each thing we want you to do here. Subscribe, like, and share. It helps us grow more than anything else we ask of you, and we appreciate it immensely. And with that, Chad, I'll leave it to you. Okay, here's the winner. I'm putting it in on banner right now. Pretty cool name, too. This is randomly selected, okay? And if you are liking and following the Huddle Up podcast, Facebook page, you're automatically entered into the raffle each and every week. This week, we're giving away this t-shirt, right? These uh, ugly mugs on a on a blue shirt with the hashtag football priests. And the winner is, this week, on Facebook, Daniel Vader. I hope you were a drummer, and I hope you are also a fan of Star Wars, my dog. But Daniel, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for liking and following the page. To claim your prize... Simply shoot us an email over at milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Easy to remember. And we'll need your T-shirt size, your address. We'll get that sent out to you. Thanks again, Daniel, for taking our call to action to heart, liking, following our Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page, and for your support. Yeah, enjoy this shirt, Daniel. Um, Congratulations on it. Let us know how you like it. But we are off, guys, until Sunday night. Have a great fourth, great holiday weekend, Chad and John. Thank you, everyone out there. We'll see you guys Sunday night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.